And it's nice to have you back for the Big Footy Blues podcast. I'm ODN and I am joined by some of your panel favourites. He had a fairly quiet week when he wasn't stinking up the poetry circuit or defending the earth by exposing the myths about hybrid cars. Welcome back to the podcast, Shandog. Thanks very much. I'm here to serve. (laughs) He spent the weekend worried that if our country supporters ran out of alcohol and got bored, his virtue might be taken by force. I found that funny because I would have thought alcohol was a must in order for that to happen. Strange company you keep, HBF. (laughs) Good evening, everybody. Thank you, ADN. <laughs> no problems, mate. Anytime. Uh, listen, just a, a little bit of blues news first up, guys. Uh, Doug Williams, a member of Bob Chitty's bloodbath team of 1945, passed away on Monday, age 90. With the passing of Williams, only two members of that premiership winning team remain, Alex Way and Ken Hands. Rising star nominee Troy Menzel has signed a two-year deal with Carlton that will see him remain at the AFL club until the end of 2016. And Sam Rowe's breakout season has been rewarded by Carlton with the Blues re-signing the key defender for a further two years. Uh, interesting news there, folks. Yeah, good news. Very good. Menzel and Rowe, two, two signatures we were definitely after. Although yeah. I should have, we should have gone back, actually. That was, that was pretty sad uh, to lose another club legend, isn't it? Yeah, a pretty a pretty good innings, and only, only two left. Um, I, I I've read something that they, you know, in Carlton terms, it's almost uh, comparing it to Don Bradman's Invincibles, you know, that sort of era era, and of such yeah. a famous grand final, and there's, uh, you know, not many left. If I don't know, if, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, um, Sam Rowe particularly, uh, Shandog, you'd be um, pretty ecstatic. Yeah. Rowe, my boy, <laughs> me and Rowie. Mebby. I'll, I'll throw a shout out to Mebby as well. Um, yeah, no, so good to see him um, get another contract. His improvement as a key position defender has just been massive this year, and it's been, I think, a real big reason why our defence has been um, so much tighter for pretty much the whole season. Uh, him, him, Whitey, and and uh, Jamison down back. It's just been fantastic. So good to see the clubs um, ponied up and and giving him the uh, two year contract. Oh, it backs to the wall stuff, isn't it? Like, you know, with all the adversity he's overcome um, that he's had to fight through and then, you know, sort of last year of contract and, uh, you know, he turns in a, a career best season and um, and really looks like he's he's found his niche and, wow, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a fighter. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think a, you know, a real big well done to the club to get in, you know, mental over the line. I think we, we saw on Friday night some of the skill that that kid's got and uh, I think... You know, he could really be some sort of player in the next couple of years. You know, there was even talk about him, you know, maybe moving through the midfield, you know, next year. I think, you know, we're all pretty keen to see that. And I actually think at Cell One would have actually put some barricades up around Vizzy Park. Had, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Chained yeah, herself to it, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trained herself there so he wouldn't go. So I'm, shout out to you at Cell. Um, you can go, you can actually sleep now and, um, you know, get through the preseason, you'll be fine. So. No, but seriously, no, it was really, really good to see them both sign and um, they're um, not good hearing another um, another uh, past premiership player passed away. Um, yeah, not, not, not good at all. 
I, I, I note with Menzel, every time he seems to be having a, um, I guess, a season best game, uh, he tends to get injured and those uh, doesn't get to pad out the stats as he'd like. But um, he still uh, had a pretty pretty good game despite the fact that he had to go off early. I'm not sure if it, if it came across on on TV, guys, but the the forward pocket that he got injured in, that's where uh, myself and old man Fire were sitting, and um, when Menzel was down on his haunches, um, Andrew Mackey walked past and. He didn't didn't hit him very hard, but he certainly gave him a little bump to sort of say, um, just I don't know, just to know that he was there. And I just I don't know, I just didn't really like that. You know, you could see he was see he was quite hurt, and Andrew Mackey just had to I don't know, just I don't know, I just didn't like that. I, I don't think when a player is hurt that you know you go down, you know you you bump them when you really don't have to. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I did actually spot that in the uh, in the injury thread. Uh, someone put up uh, the clubs injury update um, video on YouTube and it was there that I saw it actually and um, and brought it up and a few people have had a few things to say about that like you said though it was it was it wasn't um, hard contact it wasn't trying to hurt him or anything like that but it's just not something that's you know nice to see you don't, nah. if, if one of our players did it you'd be like that's uncool you know yeah I'm surprised yeah. he didn't cop a dumpling between the eyes for that one uh, well, Thai and I had well and surely finished the dumplings by then. He was he was on his third hot dog by then, so the old boy. I had to push it up for him, though. All right, moving right along. It's time for the weekend wake. So on Friday night at Etihad, Carlton 11-10-76 went down to Geelong 11-16-82. Goals for Carlton, Menzel 2, Gibbs 2, Waite 2, and singles to White, Murphy, Judd, Yaron, and Bell. The best for Carlton, Gibbs, Carazzo, Murphy, Kerno, Menzel, and Bell. Uh, injuries. Uh, David Allard has a foot injury. Troy Menzel injured his shoulder. Dale Thomas injured his ankle, and Brock McLean was... Uh, replaced in the selected side by Armfield because of an injured calf. So, well, it was all happening on uh, on Friday night, people. Yeah, crazy. Um, the injuries, really, um, that's what killed it for us, isn't it? I think um, most people would agree. You know, there was that, obviously, bit of an ordinary umpiring decision towards the end there, which you, know, you just sort of accept that sort of stuff happens every now and again, but it just really, really sucked that it was again against Geelong, again in the last minute or two that that's happened. Really disappointing. Look, I was really pleased with uh, how they played on on Friday night. I mean, you know, even even though Geelong kicked, I think it was two goals eight something maybe in that third quarter um, to be there or thereabouts at three quarter time when we essentially had had one rotation, and you could just see as the players were heading towards the heading towards Mick at three quarter time, they were just absolutely spent. So to to essentially hang on to that until that last sort of the last couple of minutes was was a mighty effort. Uh, I think what's, you know, just, and again, look, another really good team performance. You know, good to see, you know, Gibbs have another really good game. Um, I thought Judd was, was pretty good. Rowie did a, an unbelievable job down back. So, uh, just, just really happy just to see, see the guys kick on at the end of the year. Menzel's goal off the ground was, was amazing. <laughs> that, uh, I'm not sure what James Kelly was thinking. I'll just rush it through, but he tried to do it, go for a sneaky handball and, yeah, so look, just a just a great effort. Hopefully, again, I know we'll touch on it later, but yeah, you know, hopefully we can bring that 
to this Friday night against Port. But as you said, uh, Shandog, just those injuries just, just killed us. And, yeah, bring on Port Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, it was a um, pretty good game from a couple of people in particular, I thought, that stood out. Um, Karatza got heaps of the ball. It was great. But um, the ones that was really uh, enjoyed seeing play well was uh, Yaron. He got plenty of it, um, kicked a brilliant running goal. Mm. Um, so him, Tom Bell, stepped up again. I think he's he backed did. up yep. a few weeks of really good performances. So that was yeah, really good has. to see. Um, yep. Yeah, Sheehan didn't look totally out of place. He's still picking up the pace a little bit, I think. But um, a couple of really good... Uh, um, passages of play that he was involved in as well. So um, the the only negative I would say, besides the obvious injuries and such, were um, I, I think I think Nick Graham really that was an opportunity for him to start or to shine, you know. And um, he didn't really. Uh, he's still, you know, you can't dispute that he's got a lot of potential, uh, potential and talent and stuff like that. But um, I would have would love to have seen him step up and play really well. But at least because of these injuries, I think he's probably going to stay in the side for the rest of the year, so we'll get to see a little bit more of him. Yeah, absolutely. Jamison and Rowe, uh, despite what Mick says, um, really stitched <laughs> up stitched up uh, Hawkins. I think we'll move right along, and we'll go with list it, love it, or leave it. Love it or leave it. Okay, so first up, uh, it's number 42, Zach Tui. Oh, look, hasn't had the year that he had last year, Zach. I'm not sure what, what's happened there, whether he's just down on form or whether the injury in the preseason maybe knocked his confidence and just hasn't recovered. But, oh, look, definitely a leave for me. Um, I'd actually like to, I'd, I've sort of been saying this for a while, I'd really like to see how he goes through the midfield, I think someone with his kicking ability and, and someone that can just, um, you know, get the ball as well as he can. I think, you know, maybe the next step in his progression is to move into the midfield. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think he's had an off year. He was so good last year. Everyone was really looking forward to how he was going to go this year. Um, I still love him. He's had a bit of an off year. I don't think anyone can really deny that. But um, hopefully, hey, next year we might see him, uh, Sheehan and Byrne. You know, all in our defensive line or something like that. You know, that'd be interesting. And I, I think Zach's probably a, a vital um, component of that, of the Irish experiment, and, and that he's uh, he's been there for a couple of years now. And um, um, I, I think the other guys are looking towards him to, to show them all the way a little bit. And, uh, you know, geez, uh, Tui and Sheehan, there's some physicality running off our half-back line. Yeah, it's pretty um, impressive. Yeah, I, I like it. And uh, I like the fact they get around each other and... Um, and um, I, th- I can only see good things happening from there. And uh, two, would, two would be right, you know. Love him, leave him there. Okay, number forty-three, Simon White. He's actually surprised me this year, Whitey. I, I sort of had him penciled in as, uh, you know, maybe someone that would struggle to start on the list past this year. But uh, he's, I would say, he's reinvented himself. But he's certainly found some form that I didn't think he had. I didn't think he had in him. Would like to see him have a big preseason. Really, see if he can kick on from this year. I think he's quite an important member of our our twenty two. Yeah, I love him. He's got a bit of a uh, bit of mongrel about him. I like it. He's always in there whenever something's stirring. He always seems to be there. It's like him and Andrew Walker always just seem to be either instigating something or carrying it on. But besides that point, he's done very very well. Uh, as I said, as a swing role, and I always thought that he had a lot of potential. 
and um, thought people probably knocked him a little bit too much too early. And I think he's starting to show at the moment what his value can be. Yeah, yeah, I, I, same as you, Shandog. I, I love the mongrel. It's so good to see that in the Carlton team. We've been so <laughs> placid for so long. And, uh, you know, a couple of times this year he's shown a bit of attitude. Uh, he's, in, he's in a little bit of trouble off the field, and I hope that all, uh, you know, maybe, well, you know, you hope justice is done, but I hope it clears up um, to his to his benefit. Um, but... Um, Look, you know, he's been he's had a lot of injuries, and uh, when he gets a good run at it, wow, he's a, he's he's he could be our uh, our, our Peter Dean, um, you know, just for having a little bit of white line fever and um, you know and doing That's his job. He's not, not yeah, not 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 worried about not worried about picking up um, picking up the stats as such. But he's uh, he's definitely a role player back there, and uh, he's a bit of he's a bit of glue for that back line. Um. Number 44, Andrew Carazzo. That's a tough one, isn't it? It is. Not sure. Where, where, I, don't know, I don't know. What do you guys think of where is he at now with, uh, in terms of uh, career longevity? Um, I don't think we can um, get anything for him should we have wanted to trade him at all. Um, I think he's too young to delist. Um, he had, hasn't had a great year, but um, can still provide a lot. So it's sort of one of those, I guess... Um, the only thing we can really do from here is, is just say, hey, love him, uh, hang around, and, and then uh, and I still think he's got a little bit of time to give us in that. I think he might um, perhaps play a similar role to Judd next year in, just in terms of the number of games he plays. I think maybe he could get to that, you know, maybe 15 to 18 mark and then just play those, those games to see if we can get him through a full season. I mean, the last two years he's, Barely played any footy at all, so uh, look, I don't, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he should definitely run around again next year. I think we just maybe need to manage his pre-season. Don't we don't need to flog him or anything like that. Get him, get him into round one, and then yeah, perhaps just see, um, just manage him next year. But definitely, definitely keep him on for for next year. No problem with that. Yeah, look, I was, uh, I was all set to get rid of him. Um, I. I, I he has had a down year. We haven't seen much from him since he since he was injured um, early last year. Um, and and at times, frankly, he's been a little bit of a liability on the field. But um, his 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 best is very very good. And um, you know he racked up the stats again on the week on Friday night. I don't think he was our best as such. It wasn't the way I saw the game unfolding. Just you know, but even though people um, you know after the fact is. Because of those stats, of you know, thought he might have been, um, but um, he is a good stopper and he, he does a lot of unrewarded stuff and stuff that we don't really get to see. Um, I just, you know, he's a leader. Uh, he's in our leadership group. Um, you don't get rid of those guys. You tear the, you tear the heart and soul out of the club when you do that. Um, all, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, love him, keep him around. It doesn't hurt anything, but. When his form drops off, don't be afraid to drop him. Yeah, agree, hundred percent. Can't you can't you can't be carrying guys because they're leaders. We have to make the hard calls when that form drops away. So, so that that's just a little disclaimer there. But uh, other than that, uh, I don't know. He he stays. Um, number forty-five, Blaine Johnson. Look, I've seen him. Uh, let me see, maybe three or four times at, at VFL level, and he he actually has shown something and. I know there's been times in the when he has actually played at AFL level. He, he's he's 
look, he doesn't get a heap of the footy, but there's certainly something there with him. He sort of plays that sort of Troy Menzel sort of role, that half forward. Look, I mean, he's only been on the rookie list for one year. I don't wouldn't really see any real purpose in getting him over here for for 12 months and then delisting him. So I, I think I think there's something there. I'd, I'd certainly hang on to him for next year. And depending on what happens to the senior list um, after the season, you know, I wouldn't be, I certainly wouldn't, uh, you know, argue too much if he got promoted on the senior list, give him another pre-season and see, see what he can do next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the rules are specifically with rookies and such, but um, I'd be more than happy to see him be a rookie again. I think it's two years he can do it, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be more than happy to see him stay as a rookie. I mean, there's a reason he got upgraded and then ended up playing a couple of games. Um, and, you know, he, he showed a, a lot of effort. It was a massive effort play, chase and tackle and dive on balls and, and stuff like that. So um, and I think that's the sort of things that uh, those sort of attributes are what Malthouse loves. So, you know, definitely keep him around, I think. So love him. Yeah, wasn't it earlier in the season, Shandog, that you didn't know who the hell he was? Yeah, I'm still... I keep getting him and Holman and Johnson mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, not Johnson, the other one. You know what I'm talking about. No, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, look, first year rookie, you know, and uh, he's done extremely well to get a to get a couple of senior games and uh, um, deserves the second year. But uh, we don't we don't bump people off the rookie list too quickly. We we let them serve their two years, and sometimes you can apply for a third year if they don't get an offer elsewhere. Um, so he's got another year or two left on the rookie list because that's that's the way we do things at Carlton. Um, but uh, he's not going anywhere next year, that's for sure. Reynolds, Reynolds was the guy I keep thinking he is. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could almost hear the cogs whirring and clicking. <laughs> uh, next, number forty six, David Allard. Oh, look, I'm not sure where Allard is really. Uh, look, you can't fold his effort. He always Gives one hundred and ten percent. I just, I'm just not sure what he really adds to our adds to our side. I mean, I I don't mind him as a as a if he plays um, like forward pocket. I suppose with sort of little bursts through the midfield, depending on what happens. You know, perhaps with Gala at, at the end of the year. But I just, I don't know. He just sometimes he looks good, and some some days he doesn't. So I reckon you could almost toss a coin with him. After the year, um, look, wouldn't bother me if if he left. Wouldn't be completely unhappy if he stayed. It just, I think, it just depends on what the what Mick and the club want to do with him. Um, so I'm not really sort of phased <laughs> with him one way or the other. What What do you guys think? He, you know, what he seems to me. Um, this might be really abstract, and people won't get it right. If you've ever played like um, football manager games, like soccer manager games and stuff, all these players, right, they all have these attributes that break it up. So, you know, out of 100, some uh, a player's speed, stamina, uh, strength, endurance, skill level, all that sort of stuff. And I imagine David Allard in this game is just flat 50% on all of them, right? <laughs> he's just, he's the epitome of average. Um, and the only, the only thing that he's he's above average in, which is great, is is effort. He always give you you know uh, full effort. I just sort of think to myself, if if Allard is playing in our team, um, as much as he brings some really really good um, things to the team, it probably means that we're lacking in quality, uh, you know, right through the list. And so, to in that regard, as much as I really you know he, he's done some really good things for us, he's been around for a while. 
it's taken him a lot of years to get up to his 50 games. Um, but he's always hung in there because he's always had, he's always provided something to the club. So whilst I don't think we've got any trade currency for him, um, unless we can fill the list with some other better players, I suppose, um, I, I guess we just sort of, oh, I don't know, I, I guess we leave him because ultimately we, we do need to replace guys like him with, uh, you know, B-grade talent and, and bring them through. Yeah, it's all about list spots, isn't it? Um, he, he does seem to be in favour when he's fit. Um, Mick seems to want to play him, and I understand he's probably a very good club man, and he's he's the favourite of a few of our supporters as well. Um, uh, but, you, but you're dead right. Um, there's uh, he's not going to he's not going to get any better. Um, he he's still going to have a lot of uh, pretty down games, and uh, probably. I guess uh, he's going to hurt us here and here, uh, here and there, um, because he doesn't have any any sort of standout features. He's just an honest toiler, yep. um, and um, yeah, I mean it probably doesn't go down well in some quarters. But uh, if we need a list spot, then um, we're going to have to leave players like Allard behind. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's going to it's going to depend on on who else goes first, but. Um, yeah, I'm just you know looking through the list, and um, I think we do need to make some cuts, and we probably need to take a chance on getting a couple of players and new players in to have a look at, not just not just our three or four at draft time. Um, so um, I, I think he's very much uh, a, a chance to go. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, number forty-seven, Karen Sheehan, Gus. Oh, look, I think if um, Mebby would was on here tonight, she'd be going, love him, love him, love him. So <laughs> shout, out to you, shout out to you, Mebby. Um, look, his couple of games that he, he's played at, at senior level, I think he's been um, really good. I'm quite surprised with um, just his kicking. That left foot of his is pretty pretty special. So I think if he can develop, if he can keep developing after he's only played, what, 16 games of footy, like lifetime, you know, I think we might have a pretty special player on our hands. There was a couple of times I noticed on Friday night he just he did get caught out, but look, I mean, that's to be expected from someone who really hasn't grown up on the game. So um, love him, give him another preseason. It'd be great to see what he can produce next year. Yeah, I agree. He, um, I think that some of these Irish guys when they come over, they've got this um, these really good pros. Um, that, that sort of go with those obvious cons, like, you know, they don't really understand the game and such. But when you look at it from the other side, um, guys like him and, and Tui at the start especially, that they'd go for passes. They'd go for, you know, things that you wouldn't normally expect or first think of because they come into the game with a different perspective. So it's always really interesting. Like, Sheen, so far, when he's been delivering the ball into attack, um, he, he's done it really, really well. And I think it's because that he doesn't, you know, he comes with the... The benefit of having played Gaelic football and and uh, coming from a different sport, they see other ways to go about things. You know, I probably explained that in a really really bad way, but basically the uh, the, the the extra, um, you know, I'm not even going to bother trying. It's fine. Um, he's got great legs. Keep him. Yeah, <laughs> mighty mighty thighs. Um, look, look, I, I I think I think what you're trying to say is that that he's uh, that. Uh, is unencumbered by uh, having to play the percentages. That's yeah, uh, that that's right. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, and, and I'm thinking that one in particular where he uh, he kicked it over a pack of players and it landed. It just cleared them and landed in the arms of Wadey on the lead. Um, 
And um, that's a, that was a real needle in the haystack kick into the forward line, and he meant it. Uh, and um, I, I think he's, yeah, rather than rather than look for the, um, maybe looking for the most obvious option, he, he, he might be looking for... Any option. Uh, well, yeah, but, but see leading forward, kick it. He's not crippled by by the fear of turning the ball over, so he is going to um, he is going to spot up options that um, players that have been playing the game all their life might not necessarily take. Uh, he's not worried about turning it over because he hasn't had those percentages drilled into him for, um, for a while yet. And as long as they come off, Nick's not going to bother drilling in those uh, sort of percentage plays to him. He's just going to go for it. So you know, and he's he, he seems to have the skill to uh, to pull it off. So good on him. Um, okay, number 48, Kieran Byrne. Uh, look, I, I've seen him at VFL level. Um, look, he's a good, he's a good solid player. Um, again, like his namesake, Kieran Sheehan, I think there's certainly something there to work with. I don't, wouldn't see the point in cutting him after, you know, only being here for a short time. So, look, I'd keep him on next year, get him a, give him a pre- big pre-season and, and, and see what he can do next year. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Shandor? Uh Yeah, as soon as I've finished reading everyone's write-ups on him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 I, I think um, from, what I, from what I heard about him, he was actually at one stage this year, um, he, he, ju- he jumped above Sheehan. So he'd come from the development leagues, played well there, and he's coming to the uh, VFL side and he's actually been kicking goals and uh, it looks a little bit of a natural, uh, a, a good mark and... Um, and a, a pretty good kick, so I expect for sure. I mean, I don't know. We had the three, have the three amigos. What do you call three Irishmen in the side at the one time? Uh, um, a, a potato uh, with Irish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a crop. A crop of Irish. <laughs> uh, I was just reading on the thre- one of the threads there about him that um, people have noticed that he's a, he's a really good size apparently, um, and. and also has a pretty good kicking technique as well. So um, while we haven't seen him, and, and guys like uh, myself and I guess you, ODN, who, who don't live in, in Melbourne, wouldn't have got an opportunity to see much of him so far. So um, I just have to say, uh, trust the club with this and, and um, yeah, hope we retain him. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing them all playing next year. All right, now it's time for a bit of a pre-game pep talk. So Friday, 7.20 p.m. at Adelaide Oval, Carlton take on Port Adelaide. Ah, that's uh, Shandog's stomping ground. Um, It's the scene of one of our great triumphs when we came back to defeat Port by one point last season to book our spot in the finals. How is this game going to shape up, people? I reckon it'll be a fantastic game. Port are um, looking to turn around some... Some well, you know, mid to late season form slump. I guess they were looking closer to the middle of the season. They were looking like the uh, one of the best uh, teams in the comp. They were just playing such blistering football, and it was really attractive to watch, um, even from a neutral's perspective. So um, they've fallen away a little bit. And but having said that, the the team that they're going to be bringing in, um, as far as I'm aware, this week is pretty much a full strength side. They've they've actually got some selection issues in terms of who do they leave out and who do they bring in. Um, or who do they leave out to bring those sort of last few 
best 22 guys in. So it's going to be tough for us, given our injury considerations as well. Can't wait to go to this um, Adelaide Oval and check it out. So I'm um, just hoping for a really, really good game. I, honestly, I think it would be poetic justice if Port won by a point at the depth. So I'll just go with that, I reckon. Oh, look, I... Look, again, like I've, I've been saying this for the last few weeks, but as long as we bring effort and intensity, I'm happy. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to hear coming home tonight that Menzel and, and Thomas, they're, they're actually a chance to play this week, which would be amazing recovery if they can get up in seven days. But it uh, would be great to see those guys um, play on Friday night. Um, Porter are a tricky team. I mean, I didn't really see much of the game up on the Gold Coast, but played in horrific conditions up there, very wet. So with a day less, maybe they might have some heavy legs after after playing up there. Look, who knows? Who knows? At least, um, you know, we, we don't, we certainly don't fear going interstate. Never played in, never played at the Adelaide Oval. So I think it'd be a good experience for the, for the guys. Um, wish I would really wish I was going over as well, but just, just can't make it this year. So I'll definitely try and get there next year. I'm actually going to tip uh, Carlton by 10 points with uh, weight kicking four. Yeah, nice one. Um, uh, also, uh, Cruz is a chance to come back in. Yeah, not sure how I feel about that. Mm. I don't know. It's, um, I mean, it's said, and this is why I suspected, but it's uh, it's for his psyche, I guess. He's done all the hard work to get back this season. But right near the end of the year, he probably wants to play just to feel like that work was worth it rather than be putting cotton wool for the rest of the uh, off-season. Um, you know, he's a footballer. He, he plays football. That's what he does. He doesn't sit around uh, while he's fit. Uh, waiting for next year to come around. So, I, I, and I think Mick alluded to the fact that uh, it's not for physical reasons he needs a game. It's uh, it's it, it is for for mental reasons. Um, so, um, you know, he's playing VFL. He could get just he could get injured in the VFL just as easily as he could in the AFL, I guess. So, um, and he's got if he does get injured again, uh, I'm sure it's not going to be the same injury. The reason he's coming back too early, he's he's, he's done the miles. Um, and it would just be one of those things, and he's got the whole off-season to recover. So, um, yeah, look, I'd I'd love to see him. I think it's just good for our psyche. I think the club's in a really good place at the moment, mentally. Uh, Everybody seems happy to be there, uh, except for Wadey, who might be looking after uh, his future. But um, it's um, everybody else can see the turnaround, and even if we're not getting the results and we might be sitting 13th on the ladder... This feels like a bloody good 13th, I tell you. Um, yeah, the last it, month it, has been great, hasn't it? It doesn't feel this, like we're 13th. This, this, this season, yeah, the, the way you can see you can see it building, and, and I haven't seen that consistency. I remember we used to, we've been talking all year and earlier in the year and last year we were talking about manic attack on the football, and we didn't see it. You know, back in the day, Ratton used to say, these guys are so inconsistent and they don't apply themselves. And he used to have to call them out in the media to get them to come out and be pumped up the next week. Mix had to do the same thing last year. And now, for some reason, the penny has dropped. And then you see Juddy jumping around the place like a two-year-old again, actually excited to be playing football. You know, Cruz wanting to get back and play a game with these blokes. You know, everybody's, you know, Menzel signing on again. And and it's just, it's, it's all, it's all, you know, Gibbs and Murphy have signed everything's happening where these guys have gone you know what forget the scoreboard forget the ladder something's happening here and and they they're all pointing to the off season so you just wait and see mm. and 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 uh I'm excited I mean oh man we should be we should be 
tearing our hair out over this season and despondent. But for some reason, the vibe around the club has, has us all going, oh, can't wait <laughs> to bring on next year. You know, so yep. uh, look, uh, um, look, Rowie and Jamo will destroy Westhoff and Schultz this week and Carlton will win by 20. Yeah, actually, I was, I was going to say, um, our, our defenders, Ports, um, tall forwards have been having a particularly tough time of it in the last few weeks, and considering how well Rowie and Jamo are playing, then um, there's a good chance that we'll hold them to a pretty low score, one that will, you know, uh, is winnable. Um, so there you go. We've just got to make sure that Wingard doesn't turn his form around and Robbie Gray has minimal influence on the scoreboard anyway, that sort of thing. So, I mean, we're every chance to win this, um, absolutely. So even even with their injury-depleted lineup, just based on what Port's form has been lately, yeah, well, look, I'm excited. I mean, uh, I know McLean's not going to get up this week. I know Allard's not going to get up. You, you'd have to think that one of men's all the Thomas will probably miss out. That's law of averages. Don't know if Cruz is coming back or not. But but if they don't, um, you know, we'll have a couple of other players come back in this week. And I just love seeing players get another chance and yeah. maybe see another youngster come back in. Um, it's, it, they, yeah, Cripps. You know, wouldn't have been lovely to see Cripps get one more game this year, just because he's uh, he's come back from that injury and he's been monstering them in the VFL level. And um, it's it. That's the future right there. Get get him a game with Juddy because I don't think. No, see, see, when Cripps was in the side early in the year, Juddy wasn't. I don't think the two have played together. That's right. I know HBF uh, wants to see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, look, I do. I, I look. I, I didn't uh, go out to Preston. Uh, what day was it? Saturday. But um, oh look, the past few weeks I've seen him. He's just he's just far too good for for VFL level. With with um, you know, with Allard being injured, it just really just makes sense for for Cripps to come in. I'd, I'm not sure if I'd like him as a sub. I think he needs to probably work into the game. So um, look, I'd I'd have no hesitation at all to to bring him in. I mean, the guy. I was looking at him. I was looking at him um, walking around the boundary line at Casey a couple of weeks ago, and the guy's nearly um, the guy's nearly a bona fide um, key position player. <laughs> he's just he's getting close. He's he's got to be he's got to be close to one ninety four centimeters, one ninety five centimeters. I mean, the guy's just the guy's just massive. So once he fills out and gets another preseason or two under his belt, he's going to be um, he's going to be an absolute beast. It's so be exciting. I, just, isn't it? I can't wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. And it's another good opportunity for South Australian crowds to see uh, Bryce Gibbs uh, in full flight. Um, they're not going to get to see him for 11 games next year, as they thought. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, I think we've probably done enough damage tonight. Um, just a reminder to people to get into our Cranium Medal August 3 to nominate your favourite poster this month. Uh, we'll be closing that very shortly. Uh, also, head into our questions and suggestions thread and tell us what is good and bad about the Big Footy Blues board, its layout, its posters, and, yes, even its moderators. Um, thanks for coming in, HBF and Shandog. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. All right. Uh, I hope you, everybody has an awesome week, especially Friday night. Good night and go Blues. Go Blues.